Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hi, Kat. Hi. How are you today? I'm groovy. Yeah. Well, I am too. And we are talking about, yeah, I've got a lot of favorite topics. I always say we're talking about one of my favorite topics. Well, this one really is one of my favorites. Today, we're talking about the victim mentality and victimhood. Yeesh, and it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. And it is, I mean, we kind of live in a whole society right now that just thrives on victimhood. And I don't, I don't understand it. And I think that's what makes me enjoy talking about it so much because I kind of, it's like a, it's like, what the hell kind of a thing. It, it's a, I want to learn more about it so that I can either help people through it or around it or catch myself if I do it or, you know, like there's so much to it, so many layers to it. Right. And when I think we reference victimhood, like we're really trying to reference sort of that, um, not the state of being a victim, because there are definitely times where we are actual victims to Mm -hmm. things that are happening. But we're talking about that stuck mentality of the victim mindset, Mm -hmm. which is kind of that dangerous line, right? And so as I was doing some of my research, some of these things came up and I was like, this is really a good test. Like all of us love those tests. Like we love our chakra tests. We love our Ayurveda tests. We love our psychology tests. So this was kind of one of those tests and it was just some simple questions. And it says, do any of these resonate with you? One of them is, is it important to me that those who hurt me acknowledge the injustice they did to me? Okay. Again, it would depend on and for uh, don't you think on that one it would depend on who it was well so but this is the thing i know that in in the yoga world and in our you know intelligence of non-attachment it tells us it doesn't matter who it is even though yours and mine are right here even though we're talking about victim mentality like this is the first place we go to is it's like well hmm, it kind of (laughs) depends Right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. So the second one is, I think I am more contentious, more moral in my relations than others are. Yeah, that one, I would agree with that one. I would agree with that one because I think that if someone feels that way, then yes, they do like to wallow more in their victimhood because they can't see that there's two sides to every stone. Right. So they're in their mindset. They're like, well, but I'm, I take the moral high ground. They didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, and whose compass is the moral high ground on? It's your own. Also Mm -hmm. because perspective is everything, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when they're personal situations. Yeah, right. Exactly. So then another one is when people are hurt by my action, it's important for me to clarify my justice. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, I can see that too. But I agree with that one also. Um, But I think that most humans 
will do that. They will clarify why they did something. Right. But so what this is trying to indicate is that defense mechanism. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because instead of acting out of always truth and never having to worry about your actions, this is victim mentality that says, well, if I'm if I do this, then then I might have to justify this and I might have to argue that I was doing the right thing, even mm -hmm. though, you know what I mean? Whereas oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you know what you're doing is the right thing, you should never have to be in defense of it. Exactly. Right. But exactly. that's also that that tricky mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is it's hard for me to stop thinking of the injustices that have been done to me. Mm -hmm. I bet you can name 10 people now that do that. Yep. Uh, you know, there's and, a quote and, that you've heard me talk about before. Experience is not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. And I think when you try to live that, it's much harder to do that. Oh, 100%. And I think it's also very situational, just like new grief brings up old grief, new trauma brings up old trauma, new injustice brings up old injustice. So I think it's also very situational. You might be going, you know, 27 days in a row and feeling spot on and not thinking about it at all. And then one tiny thing happens and it just brings everything back forefront, mm -hmm. right? It's just tricky. Yeah, very, very tricky. What do you think about people that most of their identity is built around them being a victim. And that's hard because if they take away that victimhood, then all of a sudden, who are they? Because they have made them themselves being a victim who they are. Yeah. And it's just all learned behavior. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like all things, choosing joy or choosing warriorship versus choosing victimhood right and there is there's that really tricky place and you know just to be careful with the fact that you know some of our listeners might experience some of this stuff too like we're not singling you out and saying you're an awful person mm -hmm. we're you know trying to give you words of encouragement that says you know maybe there's another path or maybe asking for some assistance is the path or some energetic healing to work through some of those things because for for all of us, it probably pops, pops up, you know, occasionally. And, and it's one of those things where it's time to sort of recognize, is this your go-to? Mm -hmm. And is there a different path instead that might leave you on higher ground when you're done? Because I don't feel like anybody who gets stuck in that victim mentality comes out feeling higher. Right. Right. And so that's kind of the thing is, so one of them is when we look at it, the tendency for interpersonal relationship victimhood is that ongoing feeling of yourself as a victim. So uh, believing that the control of one's life is under the forces of other people, mm -hmm. like fate or luck or mercy or whatever it is. So realizing that seeking recognition for your victimhood doesn't actually gain you power. So kind of living in that martyr complex. Because right. Of, because sometimes I guess people confuse that victimhood or victim mentality with a martyr complex, but they, they're similar, but they are different. But a lot of times people feel like a victim and they end up acting like a martyr. A hundred a hundred percent or the other the next thing on my list was moral elitism that then mm -hmm. they take it and they turn their victimhood into well these are the things that have happened to me so i know better oh <laughs> you should do it yes. my way and then you'll never be a victim right mm -hmm. but that's also not necessarily the case 
that can also just be a habitual response mechanism that is actually no healthier than martyrdom, no healthier than victimhood, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, most, I think a lot of times someone that acts from a place of victimhood claims that things that happen to them are the fault of someone else or something else other than themselves. It's harder for people that struggle with victimhood to look within, to be introspective, because it might, you know, be their own fault, but it's much easier to blame a parent or a coworker or a friend or just the way the world is than to look at, look within themselves. And, you know, being still and being quiet and listening is what we talk about in yoga. So if you find that everything is never your fault, you might want to take a little more time and sit in meditation. And I'm, it's like pot calling the kettle black sometimes, because a lot of times I have to sit back and go, okay, really? Sit back, let's meditate a little bit, Kathleen. <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Mm -hmm. When some of these things come up, and it's like, you know, just like I told you this last week, I had two big triggers this last week with my mom's health, you know, kind of tumbling downhill on me. And then, you know, some of the things that came up at the studio. And, and I just was like, wow, like why are the darts flying right now and you know mm -hmm. just like you say I had to drop back and I had to you know open up my Buddha brain book and I'm like okay here's the darts so now what am I supposed to do with the darts again I know I learned this but it's not I can't recall it right now like right. it should just be able to come immediate but I'm human too and mm -hmm. I got stuck right mm -hmm. and it was like whoa I was like I felt under attack Right. And so I was like, okay, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. Like you're going to, you're going to pause. You're going to sit down in meditation. And I did, you would have been proud of me. I was back on my meditation cushion every morning and I journaled every Aww. morning and I was doing the things, but it took a minute, right? I yeah. was doing the things. Yeah. But so I do want to, you know, put a note in here. I have an important star, star, star that we want to also specify that researchers do not equate experiencing trauma and being a victim to victim mindset. Exactly. Like, there are things where you might truly be a victim, mm -hmm. right? Where bad things do happen to you, but that does not mean that you have to live in victim mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So I just want to restate that. And I feel like we might restate that like 10 more times because mm -hmm. trauma and crime and hurtful things happen. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a few things that are some suggestions on how to stop being a victim. And victim mentality is learned behavior. In other words, it's not something that you're born with. It's something that you learn in the social environment. And it, it might be learned from family members or it could be learned from the result of trauma because I would say, and you can probably agree with me when I had breast cancer, when you dealt with cancer, I kind of wallowed in a little victimhood, you know, during a lot of that time, but you have the power to overcome it. And you can take some of the steps to try to overcome feeling the feelings of victimhood, like taking responsibility, remembering that you're the only one that controls your actions and you might not be able to control others, but you can control how you react to others and you control who you spend your time with and where. So, you know, my mom always says, choose your friends wisely, you become who they are. So if you find that you're hanging out with more people that have more negative, and there's nothing wrong with that, because a lot of times people that I love dearly have more of a negative outlook, but you might choose some positive people to sprinkle on in there too. Um, another thing is uh, practice self-care and compassion. Victim mentalities are subconsciously adopted as a way of coping a lot of times from trauma. And so be compassionate with yourself 
you know, if you do struggle with that, but so practicing self-care and starting to say no, you can say no to things you don't want to do. It's okay. Even if you feel like you're going to let people down, you don't have to always say yes. And then educate yourself, read books, you know, see, see yourself in some of these, and it, you know, some of the things that Tanya, that Tanya mentioned that you mentioned earlier about you might be a victim you might have victim mentality if some of those things, if you start seeing that and go, huh, you know, sometimes I blame others for the way things are. Hmm. Sometimes I think life might be against me. If you start seeing a pattern like that, or you feel bad for yourself, or you feel like you're stuck in life and approach and you have trouble coping with problems. If you, if you see all of these, then see what you can find out there to educate yourself. So you've got more tools in your little toolbox. Yeah. If you're, if you're oftentimes playing the, if that had never happened game. Yeah. hundred percent. So I do think something else that we should bring up is while we talk about victimhood, we need to talk about both sides of that coin, the victim side of the coin and the offender side of the coin, mm -hmm. because it often happens that victims become the offenders, wow. right? Yes. Out of their own victimhood, they grow resentment, they grow anger, they grow short of, you know, forgiveness, right? There are things that they also grow where then they become the offender. Mm -hmm. And that's something also to consider, right? Those two sort of sub realities. And they don't see it. They don't they, see it happening. It's ever. hard to recognize it, right? Mm hmm. Because victims tend to perceive people as offenders, whether they're actually true offenders or a person they've never met, they've already categorized them as an offender, mm -hmm. right? Which is actually being the offender by prejudging a person, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're already like, oh, well, my husband used to do that. So they're probably an awful person too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that becomes the offender. And although we may see warning signs and we might see things, we need to also know the whole story, right? Before we can place said judgment on a person. And so considering that because the offender tends to downplay the severity of their transgression. And so like I just give that example of, well, my husband used to do that. So they too must be a bad person. And then when somebody says, yeah, but you don't know them, you're like, yeah, but I know enough about it. Right. Like all of a sudden <laughs> they're, you know, they're, yep. you know, yeah. And so I'm not saying all people do this. Please don't get me wrong with that. But I'm just saying that sometimes that can become the tendency mm -hmm. because like, you know, some of the things we were talking earlier in our private conversations is sometimes when people feel out of control, they try to over control other things. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just that's part of the human experience. Yeah. It's part of and friends in your life, there will be pain, there will be hardship, there will be death, there will be hurt, right? But whether mm -hmm. or not we opt to hold on to it is the only choice we get to make in the situation. And if we choose victimhood, it's going to stick around longer in our body. Yep. And you know, I've got seven consequences of a victim mentality. 
since you just led right into that. Yeah. Um, when you give up responsibility for your own life, it's not all you give up. That victim syndrome is associated with decreased well-being, poor social connections, and self-destructive behavior. You can have difficulty sustaining personal relationships, feeling guilty and ashamed and inadequate, feeling stuck in life inability to feel pleasure or positive feelings, hopeless about the possibility of change, fear that everyone is out to get you or will take advantage of you, and the inability to enjoy successes when they do occur. Yeah. You know, how many times have you heard someone go, well, you know, yes, that was really great that that happened, but I, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. They're, yeah, they when's the next shoe going to fall? Like, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Right. Yep, absolutely. And it's interesting because these interpretations start to change, like the way you perceive things, like you're talking about, like you just can't see the good in it or that you attribute all things to your past trauma or that your memory becomes biased and you start remembering even twisting things that were good into mm -hmm. things that help to support your victim mentality and that and that with that you also consider that with those biases it contributes to your lack of willingness to forgive and that it just continues to create more perceived transgressions mm -hmm. i agree you know and if you have experienced trauma and you find that you are identifying with some of these things that Tanya and I've talked about. And there's, you may want to seek help from a mental health professional to and they can help you uncover and process some of these root causes. And maybe they can help no longer let these impact your daily life and help you to move on to a more positive outlook on life. And so that in itself is a, another look at self-care yeah. and, you know, and they might be able to help you understand why you feel that you're destined for bad luck or why you can't trust other people. And so I would say if you think, wow, I'm identifying with every bit of this, then there's nothing wrong with talking to a good therapist. It's good stuff. A hundred percent and seeking, you know, energy help or, you mm -hmm. know, all of the above. But it's funny that you bring that up because you're like, you, you led right into my book choice. Because <laughs> Right. We have, I have some books that I want to speak on. And then you and I are also like the very next episode or two episodes from now going to be speaking about Heal Yourself, a return to wholeness book. Mm -hmm. But so my, one of my books is positive psychology. So right there, you just completely brought it up. Like if you mm -hmm. can't see the positive, like this is how we work that positive psychology. That book is by Bridget Greenville Cleave. It's a great book. It's a little deeper read. So you have to maybe know a little bit of psychology terms, or at least be willing to have a, you know, a dictionary nearby or, you know, your phone app or whatever. And then the other good one that I know you and I have talked about before is The Body Keeps the Score by mm -hmm. Bander Kolk, MD. And it gives a really good perspective on knowing and understanding why your body is holding on to this and that it is very important to work on releasing that so that you're not holding that because the only one who suffers is you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody has a love-hate relationship with all of their traumas. Mm -hmm. Like if we're in a healthy space, there are some days we're like, yep, that was an awful deal. And then we're on other days where we're like, yeah, but that's what made me who I am today, right? So we have this like sort of love-hate relationship with our traumas, our griefs. But if we can really try and rise above that victim mentality and, and know and understand that, yes, we were a victim, but we do not have to live that mindset 
mindset that we can heal ourselves, but it takes doing the work. It takes sometimes sitting with it. And sometimes you have to sit with it for a good long time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you feel like you've managed it and then it creeps back up three years later and then you have to sit with it again. Mm -hmm. So like Kat says, if you need to talk to somebody, please reach out and find somebody who can help you through it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Take care of yourselves. And you can do that online now too. Yes, you can. All things made simpler for the journey of healing. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.